Hello everyone and welcome to the Power of Music Thinking. My name is Christoph Zürn and this is the podcast for people with a musical heart and a wicked job. We're looking for stories, insights and tools from the big world of music to inspire leaders and followers to listen, tune, play and perform in whatever field you're operating. My guest today is Professor Dr. Wolfgang Stark, teacher, researcher, specialized in organizational and community psychology and visiting fellow at the Freie Universität in Amsterdam. With natural sounds like birds and wind in the background, we talk about how to co-create the sound of a company based on the processes of the organization and how a jazz band can bring organizational scores to life. We also talk about the reactable, an electronic table that can be played by non-musicians like an instrument to learn co-creation. And we also chat about the difference between learning and organizing and the meaning of improvisation in business and society. And we learn how patterns of success translated to a card deck can be used in co-creation, innovation and change. Wolfgang, great to have you in the program. Hi, Christoph. Nice to be here. Wolfgang, you're sitting out in the open yeah. with beautiful weather, so I'm really, uh, I'm really jealous uh, <laughs> to see you. I'm sitting inside in the Netherlands. And my first question, Wolfgang, what was your first memorable concert or sonic experience that had an impact on you? Well, actually, uh, I was starting to think about my childhood or my first, uh, you know, Uh, vinyl uh, uh, recordings or something like that. But the the most memorable concert uh, I experienced uh, is a concert by Christopher Dell, uh, the jazz musician. And he did something uh, about 15 years ago, I guess, or maybe uh, even more. Uh, it's called Music Over the Water. And Music Over the Water mm. is a wonderful not only recording, but we had him live here in our nice area south of Munich uh, on an island. And Music Over the Water is kind of an uh, improvised jazz piece uh, uh, together with uh, uh, famous other um, jazz musicians, which is kind of um, integrating nature. And that's because you, you mentioned the garden where I'm sitting. So that is uh, that was really memorable. And it's uh, uh, then it was the time when I started to think about uh, how could I work together with jazz musicians in my research. So that mm. was kind of a starting point. So that's I'm memorable, great. of course. <laughs> Oh, cool, and we and we even can hear some birds in the background. That's so right. that's very yeah. nice. Oh, cool. Um, so um, Wolfgang, can you tell us a little bit more about your background, who who you are, and what you do for a living? Well, I did for a living uh, teaching, uh, doing research at a university in uh, in the western part, not not very far from the Netherlands in Essen and. Uh, coal mining, uh, f uh, former coal mining area of Germany. And uh, 
but I always lived uh, south uh, of Munich or in the southern part of Germany. So uh, uh, one thing, uh, just for a joke, uh, my friend said, well, what you do for a living is commuting. So I commuted <laughs> for 20 years by train between south of Munich and Essen, about six, uh, 700 kilometers uh, each week. So wow. that was uh, really a special time in a way. But uh, to be uh, serious, I'm a, a teacher and researcher at a university and I'm a psychologist and I'm specializing in organizational psychology and uh, community psychology. So these are the two fields. Right. So a few years ago, when I talked to to different people about music, music thinking and patterns. Different people said, said to me, oh, you have to talk to Wolfgang. What? He knows, uh, <laughs> he knows a, lot of, a lot of, so, so, so different people introduced me to you. And I recall, maybe it's four years ago, I paid you a visit in uh, Duisburg Essen and you showed me the reactable. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you tell a little bit more about it? Because it was very and it's very hard to explain something that is also very visually, but also the idea behind it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, the reactable is still uh, kind of uh, follow following me in my in my life in a way. Um, uh, we found the reactable when we started to think about uh, to work with Christopher Dell, whom I mentioned already, uh, in a project about uh, corporate culture and innovation in uh, business or in companies. Uh, so, uh, and we asked ourselves, well, uh, we know already, and everybody knows that uh, sticking to a plan and uh, these kind of things doesn't create innovation. So you have to get, think out of the box and these kind of things. That's uh, And we try to find out who really knows about uh, how to um, um, be creative in uncertain situations. And so we thought about uh, jazz. So jazz is just something like that. And then we started to think about in that project, and we finally got that project uh, to uh, research uh, improvisation uh, and improvisation processes in uh, companies and in organizations. Um, so we started to think about, well, how could we link people, just normal people in a company or in an organization, we work with municipalities and others, how could we link them to music, although they are not, not, not musicians? And uh, then we started to look around, is there something like a device we could use? And we found the Reactable. Reactable is a musical device which has been developed by... Uh, some young guys in, in Barcelona and from Austria, which is designed, uh, you can think it, uh, think uh, of it like a, a table where you stand around, and this table has a touch screen. And the touch screen, uh, on this touch screen, you can put little um, um, elements. elements, right? Uh, 
And these elements are connected with a QR code on the bottom. And once you put it on the, on the table, on the touchscreen, uh, they create sound. And by oh. doing this, and the sound is everywhere. So by doing this, you can choose, for instance, uh, the drums, uh, the uh, a saxophone, a trumpet, a guitar, all kinds of instruments. And you and everybody can play it because it's you don't have to learn uh, how to play an instrument. Hmm. Uh, so uh, we've seen it first in uh, in Linz in a, a museum about digital uh, instruments. There's a big museum. Hmm. Yeah, Ars Electronica. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Ars Electronica, and. Uh, and if you if you have this this reactable in a room, it's uh, very easy to play, and it's very hard to get rid of people. So people mm -hmm. stick to the to the table because they love it because they can create music without being a musician, and that's uh, what we used in order to. Uh, uh, when we try to identify what is the sound of an organization or a company. So we didn't think about uh, the sound of an organization like jingles or like composed music, which is uh, familiar uh, for, for long times already. But uh, uh, how could we create uh, a sound, the sound of an organization based on of the processes, of the work processes of an organization. Mm. And this turned out to be very helpful because uh, people could talk about their, what they are doing, their uh, everyday work, uh, about the role of their, uh, uh, in, in the organization, and then we started to, to tell them, well, if you could think of your role and your everyday work, uh, if it would be a piece of music, what would it sound like? And then we uh, asked them, please enter the, the React table, use the, uh, the, the different elements, uh, um, showed them how they work, and then they started to play. And... Uh, it was fascinating uh, because uh, people were just, uh, yeah, they were flashed uh, uh, playing with these things. And if you put uh, kids there, they love it. And if you put uh, uh, managers there, they love it as well. And after that, you start talking about, well, what what was your special? What was the special experience you had mm. uh, during uh, you tried and experimented with how what would uh, how would my work uh, sound like? Not look like, but sound like. So mm. we are, we open we try to open up a new kind of medium or a new kind of sphere. Mm -hmm. of uh, experience and things like that. And that's helpful just to think about, well, this is interesting because uh, we, uh, didn't we, we didn't have in mind how important uh, the assistants to the, to the CEO have been because they are mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of the, of the show. They have uh, 
they they are kind of uh, orchestrating and uh, uh, choreographing everything. So the, okay. so all of a sudden, uh, the CEO, for instance, or the 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 leader of a department is is less important. Were they also on the table? And uh, did you encourage them to, let's say, just play, play together? Like, you know, it sounds like uh, a table with a board game and people are encouraged in interactions. Or did you also ask them to record what they did and later listen to it so that you have the reflection not only on the experience while doing, but also the reflection on uh, on, on, on what they what they can listen to later? Uh, we did both, actually. But uh, I think the most impressive experience was uh, the life experience, in a way. Mm. Uh, uh, but we, we, we recorded it as well. Uh, but the most important thing was uh, another tool we, we developed in this project, uh, where we tried to capture the sound of organizations, in a way. Um, we... Uh, developed a tool called organizational scores. And mm. an organizational score is something which you know when you are uh, singing in a choir you, or, or playing a, an instrument or a violin or something. You have a score and you uh, know uh, when to sing, when to play, and when are the others there, and so on. And this is all, uh, most of the time, it's kind of the... Uh, the musical language, the notation, uh, which we all know. But if you switch to another kind of music, which uh, uh, we've been introduced to by Christelle, for instance, um, you realize, well, if you look at the, uh, the, the musical scores of Karl-Heinz Stockhausen, for instance, mm -hmm. or other modern uh, modernist uh, comp uh, composers, you see that they kind of created a diagram or a painting even. Uh -huh. so what, like a graphical score. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so uh, what we started is to ask people to draw down their own organizational score. Uh -huh. And then we asked uh, the jazz combo uh, with Christopher Dell um, to play uh, to, to make music based on the score what they see on the paper and that was really okay. that was really intriguing and and uh, yeah kind of mind opening as well because all of a sudden you uh, look at your everyday work and your department or your organization in a completely different way Ah, so is is it also like this that the sound that the the people in the team uh, create? Uh, sorry, that the, the the graphical parts that people um, created and, and that they draw and painted um, that it might sound different than they had intended what they what they draw. So there, so the the surprise is when yeah, you when exactly. you suddenly hear something yeah. that you, you you might just have drawn a line and uh, the musicians in interpret this in a certain way and then this line is uh, maybe something else than just the line. Yeah, exactly. So th that was, uh, in most of the occasions we tried to do, uh, it was uh, really something like a, a big surprise to the people. 
yeah. because they uh, they uh, uh, sketched down something which they thought, well, this is not really, yeah, I try, so I scribble a little bit. Mm. And then uh, the musicians would sit together, and uh, this was part of the workshop, so you could listen to the musicians and, and learn how they react, how they interpret what they see. Ah. This, ah, okay. This, oh, it, it was like fly on the wall. They could hear like the musicians exactly. say, oh, what is this? Yeah. This is something yeah. crisscross. Yeah. And, and, and all, all of a sudden the, the yeah. drummer would say, oh, I play this line. And then he goes. Ah, okay. And then the okay. others would join in and would say, okay, if you play this like this, uh, be aware this line is uh, going in a different direction uh, at some time. So you have to play something different. And then ah. I come with my uh, vibraphone or with a bass or something like yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> and that, that was kind of mind-opening to the people who listened uh, as fly on yes. the wall. Uh, one question with the reactable, that's electronic music, let's say. So it's yeah. e electronic elements that, that you can uh, change while, let's say, playing on the table. Yeah. Um, in, in the case of the organizational score, um, it's uh, people draw something and then later some other people, the musicians, interpret it. Yeah. My question would be normally when, when, when or normally, sometimes when, when you do... Um, Uh, things like this, people uh, are tend to, to use words and to make a song out of it. And it, it sounds like, or my question is, was there any words or any text? Was there any singing in words that gave a meaning? Or was, let's say, the, the abstract of the music the power that changed it? Uh, basically, it was the abstract of the music. And uh, that was one of the problems. It's, it's abstract, like you said. It's a very yeah. abstract uh, concept. And you can draw people in uh, by using the sound, by the experience of the sound. And so slowly they come in. But it's not, it's not a tool which is very easy to be used for, uh, let's say, a three-hour workshop uh, in a department because they don't don't come in so it's uh, oh, yeah. kind of a uh, you need uh, kind of a preparation or kind of a f uh, some time uh, to yeah to draw people into the idea of music so that's uh, and i would love to have to 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 connect it both with uh, with voice that's another step mm -hmm. we didn't do uh, and also when you were describing the 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 painting or the the scribbles which were played by the by the musicians we had the idea uh, how could we use the scribbles as part of the touchscreen of the reactable so if this ah. is on the reactable this yeah. would kind of show something like the you know if you if you have a dance company they have a mm -hmm. kind of a choreography which shows the different steps of the dances and you could do a similar yeah. thing on the reactable and then uh, transform it into music that would be nice oh, that's so funny. that's that's another cool idea we didn't manage to, to finish because you know Wolfgang that, that, that triggers something else with me because we, we worked together in the last year yeah. uh, with a few occasions and we also work with Miro so I have, I have a spontaneous idea that maybe we, we ask people to draw something then we 
play it and then people can also change it while playing so that's um, maybe yeah, a new project that's maybe, maybe a new project indeed and maybe so when people right. <laughs> listen to this idea and they then they don't think it's crazy they could give you or me a call and then we do an experiment yeah. together yeah them. that's right that's very done and uh, um, the the base of of the basis of of, of these ideas is the the drawing or the playing and that and the interpretation of something on sometimes also the improvisation because when you directly see oh something goes this way oh then you would go even further or you don't like it you go in a, in another way that's also the basis of, of one of the base things of, of improvisation exactly yeah and and that's and that's it sounds like this is the center uh, of uh, how people interact with each other and not re only regarding uh, via uh, determined score but more an open score that can be changed and this is also something where you where you work a lot with uh, improvisation business yeah uh, exactly because uh, uh, even before uh, the pandemic uh, people realized well um, the, the world and the business world and the organizational world also in, in non-business areas non-profit areas is moving so fast that uh, once you uh, identified rules, you have to change them. And we now, in, in the last year, we experience, everybody experience, rules have to change on and on. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really flexible and you always have to improvise. So everybody had to improvise uh, based on, on what happened in the last year. And so how can business people learn to improvise? What would help them to, to be a better improviser? Exactly. So that's, that's what we're thinking about is uh, how could we uh, teach people how to improvise? And I still remember one of the first sentences or one of the first uh, uh, talks I had with, uh, with Christopher Dell. Uh, and we started to talk about improvisation and jazz and things. And he said, you know, uh, I'm practicing improvisation six hours a day because otherwise I can't do it. So yeah, I right. have to be really very uh, flexible based on a huge amount of knowledge of sound and, and of musical patterns. How could you react to this, what, what is coming up? And that's what we desperately, in, in, in my opinion, desperately need to learn in our societies uh, how to be creative and improvisational. And I guess we could learn a lot if we would look to countries like India or Africa. This mm -hmm. is where uh, improvisation is an everyday skill. <laughs> All right. Uh, but in, in industrialized countries, you kind of got rid of the or, or lo lost the skills of improvisation which we had and of course as well why, why is that why did we lose improvisation because even before the classical music if we go uh, to uh, uh, to the very determined and defined scores there was in baroque or in, in earlier times um, bach was before he was a composer he was an, an improviser he's, he's the most and many others yeah well. he's the most to all jazz musicians i ever met uh, they ever uh, uh, are referring to all all of them are referring to bach 
because they say that's the improviser. He's taught us how to improvise and how to react to different harmonies, to different patterns and things like that. Um, well, you know, uh, I think the, the most important thing is uh, the, the, if you uh, have the look at the differentiation between learning and organizing. If you mm. want to organize, you need to forget about other, uh, uh, other possibilities. You decide, well, this is a table, and this table I will produce uh, in this size with this material, and then it goes to an industri uh, industry line, a, a production line, and that's uh, how you forget all about different uh, possibilities how to produce a table. So that's based on the idea of industry, on industrial uh, production. And learning is quite the opposite. Uh, learning is open up new opportunities uh, to react, to act, to create, and to co-create. So learning is all about co-creation. Learning is all about change. And uh, what we teach our students, both in school and in, 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 uh, in universities, is... Um, forget about the real learning. Hmm. Reproduce uh, the things we decided which are most effective, most efficient, and things like that. So we teach them to organize and we don't learn them to learn. Yeah, that's why many people, at least in, in, uh, in German universities, would say, well, uh, people who finish our universities are good Employ employees, but they're not uh, learning about uh, uh, being an entrepreneur. So, okay. so we, are, we are producing employees. And we have to ask ourselves as in, in our society and both in business and in, in, yeah, in other okay. uh, areas, do we really want to have only employees who uh, follow the rules and these kind of things? And all the problems you, you've, you, you, you could... Uh, uh, visit life in a way or experience life in the last uh, 12 or, or 15 months regarding vaccination, regarding all kind of things. How could we react as a society to the pandemic? All the problems uh, were created by the organizing part hmm. because you started to think about a rule. Then you realize, ah, That rule doesn't really work. So you have to change the rule and you have to change the rule. And people go crazy because they say, well, why don't you, could you just stick to one rule? No, we don't because we, <laughs> it's not possible. So if, if we would have been able to learn uh, and to teach improvisation, we've uh, been, would, would have been much more creative and much more capable to react and to cope with uh, uncertain uh, situations like a pandemic. So in, 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 in this regard, when we talk about politicians, so we, we should rather have 
politicians that are good in improvising exactly. than that they are good in organizing, telling stuff that later they have to come back because um, it was just not true. Yeah, I guess you need both in a way because uh, mm -hmm. uh, you are a musician yourself, uh, improviser, you know that good improvisation uh, needs the structure, needs the basis, needs the patterns, needs... Uh, Uh, high quality of how you how you play your instrument and and these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's yeah. just crap. Right. And you you just mentioned this uh, a few minutes before when talking about Christopher Dill. So it's not improvising. It's not just I don't know what to do and it just and it just do it. Improvising is um, uh, a serious job, and you have to. To learn and to practice improvisation when you want to improvise. Yeah. And uh, in organizations nowadays, or, or when we normally speak about the word improvisation, it's like, oh, something didn't work out. Oh, now we have to improvise. Right. But this is not real improvisation. This is just making the best out of the situation because we don't know anything else. And we, we just don't know. It's more the try, try and error ring yeah. <laughs> instead of improvisation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Uh, because of that, because of that that kind of built-in meaning of improvisation in our culture, um, people tend to uh, invent other kinds of words like agile mm -hmm. as a, not a very good attempt, but it's an attempt to open up the follow the follow the rules and organizational thing. So. How could we be more creative or more flexible in organizing? But that's only one step, you know. They, uh, it's not the real thing about uh, improvisation. So that's, yeah. I guess that's the next step. And what I'm always afraid of is that we have to, re uh, have to invent or create a new term for this because improvisation has such a bad connotation in a way. Yeah. I, yeah, you you know that I'm working in in the musical uh, music thinking framework. I'm working with the with the word agility, and agility has two sides: learning and changing. So exactly what you just <laughs> yeah, said, and and agility goes together with jamming, and that's exploring and creating, exactly. and also opening up and also sensing. Yeah. Because sometimes, and this was why I was triggered uh, about the the reactable we talked before. It was without words, and sometimes. My my impression is that we when we don't use words, that we are much more open to connect because when we use words, people try, different people understand different words. For example, agile, and uh, and different people have a different idea what it is, and they never come to 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 the center of that. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. Though. So that's so words are sometimes. Uh, words are important. So, like, like for the body, the the skeleton, the bones are important. But without uh, the muscles and uh, the other parts of the the the, uh, the weak parts of the of the body, the body wouldn't function. Absolutely, we experience this when we go to the doctor with something, and they just focus on one part. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, so that's that's maybe an. Uh, One of the, the most uh, important learnings I had in the last, uh, in the pandemic months, I realized that people are uh, 
terribly creative in order to cope with this uh, uncertain situation. But once the the rule thing and the organizing thing uh, comes in, they are really in a, in a very fast going back to the organizing and asking people, well, could you reorganize this? Could you could you make up rules for this? Uh, who's going to be vaccinated vaccinated first? And these kind of things. So it's all about rules, and it's uh, it's all about yeah. In a way, uh, when you when you, I think rules are important as well. Otherwise, we couldn't drive our car, uh, for instance. But at the same time. Rules. If you have only rules, you are close to uh, anger, close to being angry, and these kind of things because you, it never fits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the that's a, a very very interesting thing because um, we should learn what rules are and we should learn what principles are or guiding principles exactly. and we should learn when we act following rules uh -huh. and we should understand when a rule is over and i think the best example is when you're in a foreign country and you're on an intersection and all the signs are on red so there must someone start to drive otherwise it will stay there yeah. because everybody has to follow the rule and the question would be what would be a guiding principle to get started in that literally stuck uh, uh, situation and how can we if we are stuck then come in with gui with guiding principles to 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 literally in this uh, example uh, get forward yeah that's right so uh, that's exactly your 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 example Uh, was my uh, in each semester my starting point and the uh, lecture on uh, introduction into organizational psychology. I showed them a short video, a short movie about um, um, uh, intersection in India. Oh, really? uh, and nobody is following any rules. But it's yeah. amazing. So it was kind of drone, airborne uh, view. Uh, it's amazing how people, and it's really crowded, how people and bicycles and uh, uh, carts with, 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 uh, with animals and cars and lorries, how they interact And nobody is hurt, <laughs> so that's yeah. really amazing. So that's that's this kind of uh, yeah mindfulness in a way, and uh, looking to the others. So the principles of improvisation, you know, listen to the others, look to, look at the others, make others look good. Uh, don't say no, but say yes and and these kind of things this uh, you you could see in this uh, three minute video all the time and this was the first thing i explained to the students and then we opened up with a what is called organizational psychology so i still miss this so i don't teach anymore <laughs> okay um Wolfgang, there's there's another thing that 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 binds us, and that's we just talked about different situations, different uh, stories, and actually there are patterns. Yeah. 
and and you are very experienced master of of patterns and or pattern creator and you you also did uh, several uh, card sets uh, about patterns can you tell a little bit more w w what it is and what what you do with it? yeah basically uh, what we try to find out and that started with uh, with a, a project uh, we had with a jazz combo uh, about 10 years ago uh we try to find out what is the built-in language of uh, improvisation and of, of uh, culture in, in organizations. And then we uh, identified patterns are everywhere. Uh, if you look at music, it's built upon patterns. If you uh, look at your brain, brain uh, your brain is functioning like a pattern recognition machine. So you recognize a pattern when you want to cross the street, a crowded street, and you kind of rec uh, try to recognize the pattern. Uh, is enough time to cross the street or does the lorry hit you? So you, that's what your brain does all the time. And... Uh, <clears throat> and the idea of the patterns and pattern language is based on implicit knowledge. So it's kind of, uh, so some would say it's intuition. Yeah, you, you have the feeling. It's, it's not, you don't have to think about, oh, this is the lorry, uh, how far is it away? So you have a feeling, so you know when to run. And that's true for many kinds of uh, situations in our Uh, social life and uh, so you you don't react you if you if you're honest to yourself you don't react by rules you react by uh, your implicit experience and your knowledge and sometimes you always you also have a collective experience which you called tacit knowledge so it you have yeah. two parts and uh, in order to develop uh, a tool for uh, To identify those patterns, we uh, started to develop these card decks, which we didn't invent. So it was a, a good idea, which uh, came from Canada act, uh, originally. Uh, they created a card deck about how to work with groups. And it's only based on implicit knowledge, experience. Uh, how did you, how did you, uh, uh, what, what is your, tacit or implicit knowledge how to work with groups successfully. And so we started mm. to develop a series of cards uh, about innovation, about uh, also about, for instance, dementia, how to deal with people who suffer from dementia. So mm. it's also for the, for the nursing, for the nurses and for the helpers, uh, there are kind of uh, built-in patterns which you can use. And the nice thing is once you identify those patterns and you identify them by just asking people what works. So we are just asking people what is successful. Why does it work in your company? Why does it work in your nursing home? Why does it work there? Why does it work there? So you identify in a way the strength of the of the organizations, mm -hmm. which are most of the time hidden. So the, they are not obvious. And yeah. most of the time they are not written down. So they, right. they, they, they are kind of 
part of the rules, but not part of the rules. So the rules, again, uh, are, is the skeleton, and mm -hmm. then you need the muscles. And the muscles is the implicit knowledge, is your experience, is your competence as a professional, these kind of things. And in order to identify that, you have to uh, talk to people, ask people about their everyday professional life, what they work, uh, everyday work and things like that. And then you suddenly, not suddenly, but step by step, you you realize, ah, this is a pattern which uh, comes again and again. And <laughs> if you ask, uh, let's say, 40 people about a certain topic like innovation, you realize, ah, this pattern uh, 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 comes again uh, among different people as well. So this seems to be a valid pattern. So it's a, it's a kind of a social science approach, and it's kind of uh, uh, try to uh, um, identify a dense idea of what's happening uh, when you are successful in innovation, when you are successful in Uh, co-creation between different groups when you are successful and the recent card deck we did is about uh, how is, uh, could uh, rural uh, area be innovative yeah. so, innovation in rural regions yeah, exactly yeah. so that's that's a different thing because uh, people react in different ways there are different rituals there are different, different traditions you have to take into account which is completely different to, to urban uh, areas. But, but, but they change these patterns because a lot of people, because of the pandemic, or rather go to rural exactly. areas. Exactly, yeah, that's right. Out of the city. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, you're right. It, it, it's changing. And the interesting part is how could we, how could we match uh, uh, urban, typical urban patterns with rural patterns and not just... Take, um, uh, do a takeover, uh, but uh, uh, develop the best out of both or out of mm. three worlds, for instance. And that's why we used uh, uh, develop the cards, because if you have one card, you can combine it with other cards. So you can, uh, it's kind of a free flow and a free uh, 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 continuous redesign. And that's what hmm. you basically do when you uh, play jazz, for instance. You yeah. continuously redesign sounds and redesign patterns and harm harmonics and, and things like that. That's what people do who do modern dance. They have different patterns, and then they redesign how they use the space of the stage or something, something else. That's, that's nice. It also collect, uh, connects with what we uh, started uh, our talk. These uh, patterns and playing with the patterns or playing with the cards uh -huh. and how people play with the cards, that's a little bit close to how people acted on the reactable. So they bring in elements exactly. or modules. Yeah, yeah, right. We know good, it's good patterns. Point, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. And they, they bring it together and maybe another pattern comes in and, and they, they change. So, so the, the, the pattern are on your website, patternpublishing.de. Mm -hmm. And are they, are they all in German? But I think some patterns are also in English, No, they, right? they, they, it's, uh, we have an increasing number of uh, pattern card decks, which are in English as well. So the original okay. one which we, uh, with which we started was an English one, the Groupworks deck. Yeah. 
about the, how to work with groups, and we translated it into German. And then we started ah. to produce German uh, language decks and realized, well, it's important to translate them into English. So that's what we did. So we have about, I think, about f uh, five out of ten card decks are both German and English. Okay, so this means if people and and there are easy access uh, accessible and also price wise really easy to 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 buy and use, and people could give it a try to get into some kind of improvisation using these cards like like a game, yeah. and but I also can imagine that uh, companies say oh we might like develop our own patterns so what you just said then you go like a researcher like you would do in service design or in psychology and you do research you try to find the patterns and maybe facilitate them to make their own card set to get quicker inter interactions when they come into challenges that they not have seen yet yeah that exactly that's that's what we do for instance uh, for, for what we did and still to uh, for a couple of uh, companies or organizations, for instance, for the city of Vienna, the municipality of Vienna, they had uh, started out with a uh, with the idea: well, how could we identify the patterns of success or the success factors in a program which was there for 15 years already? It's called Eco Business, and mm -hmm. they uh, people asked: well, uh, why are we so successful? Why is it working? And if uh, the politics is changing, how could we su uh, 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 be successful again without uh, changing everything? And so hmm. we uh, started out to identify their patterns of success. And then uh, they created their own contact, which they use for promotion, for workshops and things like that. And now they, they, we are about to finish another one about uh, ecological procurement. So it's uh, how, mm -hmm. how people buy things or organizations buy things on, a, on an ecological basis. And the other one, which, which I mentioned about dementia care, that's, uh, that was for an organization as well who's kind of the, uh, the head of a number of uh, group homes for, for people with dementia. So they wow. try to find out uh, a tool which is easy to use for their nurses, for instance, and for the, yeah. for the, uh, the helping staff. Yeah, and the good thing with the with the cards is you don't have to use them all at once. You just can sometimes pick one uh, by chance exactly. and see, yeah. oh, Can I do yeah, that's it? that's yeah. what they do. For instance, they they decide. Well, oh, this uh, today I'm using these two cards, and then they put it into their yeah. Uh, yeah. into their clothes and say, okay, I uh, I keep reminded, uh, be reminded about this. So this is the rule of the day, for instance, or mm. the pattern of the oh, day. Oh, that's also combined with the mindfulness that we that you just mentioned exactly, yeah. Things, yeah, uh, right. a few minutes ago and also you can mix different card sets so you can so cards are nice to 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 connect and and and, and start a different uh, discussion yeah. nice. um, what, what are the projects you're working at the moment At the moment, uh, my most important thing there are two uh, one thing is uh, 
how to um, get an idea what is co-creation because everybody is talking about co-creation but it's very it's not very easy to really to find co-creation because most of the people would say co-creation is when we collaborate or when we cooperate mm. between startups or business or between a university and uh, the neighborhood and, and things like that. But uh, to identify the patterns of success of co-creation is not that easy uh, because it's not just sitting together and deciding about a goal or something like that, but you really have to try to uh, find out, the, again, the, the hidden knowledge, the implicit knowledge and tacit knowledge which is there. So that's that's one thing. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm uh, right now started to be a visiting fellow at the uh, Freie University, University of Amsterdam, the VU. And they asked me, uh, could you create something uh, or could you work with us uh, on co-creation, how to develop co-creation tools and things like that. And so co-creation uh, appears to be in, in several projects coming up. So that seems to be an important, maybe also an important uh, competence or important skill for the, for the future because we kind of lost the idea of co-creating based on mm. the idea of we need to compete, who's the best, yeah. and these kind of things. And now we slowly redevelop or re-detect uh, uh, in a way uh, the idea of how could we co-create in order to uh, face challenges we are, we are faced with. So, And that's uh, what I... Uh, identified together with a couple of colleagues in, on an international scale uh, based on the, uh, the pandemic when the first lockdowns came in, uh, we realized that many people kind of reinvented their life and uh, uh, reinvented how to, to run a restaurant, how to make music, how to uh, have a cultural life, and so everybody had to reinvent it because the normal rule-based things were gone. So they were not possible anymore. And so what, what we identified or what we sensed is that there's a, a high sensibility for co-creating uh, hmm. if you get rid of uh, experts and of professionals. Because <laughs> experts as professionals, not all of them, luckily, but uh, many in many situations they follow rules because uh, it's uh, that is the important part. That is part of your identity as a professional. You follow rules. You you create rules as well, but then you follow rules based on the idea of uh, industrial production. And so we are kind of reinventing our ability and uh, uh, and that's really fun. So we started to develop uh, what we called a new currency of uh, community and community resilience and, 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 and co-creation because uh, the most resilient communities we identified during the last 15 months were... Uh, 
neighborhoods or communities which were able to co-create. And so that that is an important, maybe an important competence for the future or important skill we need to learn. And and once you start to think about co-creation, you're very close to improvisation because in order to co-create, you need to improvise, and in order to improvise, you need to (laughs) co-create. So we get the circle yeah, around on that right. part. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so we also say that mus- musicians are natural collaborators. And um, this is for me also something like a reach out to musicians because they have it very hard in the pandemic because they can't perform anymore. And it's a reach out to, to really get into the, the essence of where they're good at. Yeah. Finding patterns, creating patterns, breaking patterns, making patterns, and co-creating, and maybe also in some way with the help of uh, pattern recognizers uh, and and pattern makers, help them to help the rest of the society to 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 make a step forward. Yeah. To be honest, I'm 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 uh, as a pattern recognizer, uh, my uh, being a pattern recognizer myself, I'm learning much more from uh, these kind of uh, creative ideas. For instance, uh, just close next village, uh, it's a, it's a kind of an artistic village with a lot of musicians and artists. And one of the musicians, she started to recreate the music box. And she uh, said, it's a music box on the garden fence. So she, she just uh, said, you know, if it's not raining, I'm sitting there each day at 6 p.m. and I'm playing accordion. That's my profession. That's as a musician. And uh, on the garden fence, there's a small box and you could put out the pieces I can play for you and put in some money and put the pieces on a, on a display and then I will play it. And so slowly about 40, 50 people would gather each day and say, oh, that's wonderful. And they had a lot of space because it uh, was in the, uh, in, the, in the outside. So it's, uh, it was a very nice thing and it kind of helped people to survive uh, on a, in a, a psychological sense as well. So these kind of little pieces, again, little patterns, you know, <laughs> which you can combine. That's a beautiful example. <laughs> That's a beautiful example. Wolfgang, I know you have to, uh, you have another meeting in a few minutes. How can people connect with you if they are interested in, in pattern, in improvisation, or what you're doing in the FEU in, in Amsterdam? Uh, how can they connect with you? Well, one thing is, uh, you mentioned the, the, the website, the pattern publishing uh, uh, .de. So that's uh, where you find the, the, the pattern ideas. Uh, I'm still working on my own web page, so it's, it's not ready yet. So the easiest way is to send an email, uh, wolfgang.stark uh, at uh, s. TV, so the other way around, Stark Wolfgang, STV, uh, .de. So that's the easiest way. And I will put it in the show yes, notes so that yeah, people don't course. have to, to recall <laughs> yeah. it. And I'm happy to, Wolfgang, to uh, receive ideas, questions, whatever. <laughs> Great. 
Wolfgang, thank you so much for this talk. Thank you for um, me. It was, was re really pleasant to talk with you and also to see all the green in the background <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes hear the birds. So this was very nice. So thank you. Thank you very much for being on the program. Okay. Thank you, Christoph, for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate this because listening is one of the top leadership skills and I feel honored about this. It is my mission to find, create and share inspirations for meaningful collaboration based on music analogies. If you want to support this, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating or write a review on iTunes or Spotify. And more inspirations can be found on musicthinking.com. We have a blog and you can download the Music Thinking Framework. And finally, I would love to hear your feedback. And if you need help with a business challenge, please reach out to me via email podcast at musicthinking.com. <laughs>